What's up, guys? Welcome to In the Office with Scott and Wes. We are back. Scott, how you feeling today? I'm feeling pretty good. This is actually the first time we've actually done this in the office. Legitimately, we're yeah, in the office. This is, this is our first time really being in the office. But it's a big day. Um, I say this every week, but it's still hot, just to keep you your, your climate update. still warm here in Birmingham. Still hot. It got... I think it, was it was a teaser. It was a, teaser, was a teaser this weekend, and I knew it was like off or not. You get out and walk in the afternoon, go get you a cup of coffee, enjoy your life. And then it was all gone, uh, like a fart in the wind. And um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, it's just annoying. I mean, you can't do anything. I'm just, I'm sweating right now. Yeah, it, it's it's really bad. And when you hit the middle of the day or when you get you get off work and you get into your car and it's hot and it singes your skin. like yes. That's yes. rough. And, and That's in my rough. car, which is a, a black car with black interiors, and it has air conditioning in the front, so it's fine. But, man, if you're in the back seat like Wes was earlier, it's an absolute nightmare. But, um, I mean, right now I'm just trying to digest my my um, food from Ming's Cuisine on Highway 280 by the La Quinta. Um, <laughs> for all your Chinese restaurant needs, Ming's Cuisine, a great expensive menu for lunch. You get an entree, fried rice, egg roll, your choice of soup. Uh, they do um, dine-in or carry-out. It's a great deal. Means Cuisine, it's been there since the 1980s. Yeah, they are a sponsor, too. So they gave us tons of money to put them on this Tons uh, of episode. money. And they fed us lunch today. Um, Scott, we've got uh, we got a guest today. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't say special guest, because yeah, that would have been a stretch. Not a special guest. Yeah, we have a normal guest today. But I will say, the guest has kind of complained quite a bit already about being a guest and we hadn't even started. Yeah, before we hit the record button, there were already complaints being thrown our direction, um, which has made me kind of think that maybe we should just cut this off right now. But since she's already here and um, <laughs> and we're going to kind of get this thing going, I'd like to invite, or not invite, welcome um, you know, Brittany Spain to the podcast. Hey, welcome, Brittany. Thanks, guys. Uh, I'd like to defend myself. The first thing that happened when I sat down in here is I sat in front of apparently Wes's mic. And he said, no, you get the guest mic. So that's what they're speaking of when they say I'm complaining already. And I just kind of feel like that's not a very welcoming environment here in the office. Well, yeah, so you uh, don't think our guest mic is good enough for you. Well, uh, no, it's just you're like... You're a podcast to, veteran. To be, I know I've heard your work everywhere. Yeah, to be clear, it is the same exact microphone on a Literally. different stand. Yeah. Everything is the same about the setup. It is on a different stand. Yeah, and I'm like in this chair secluded by myself. It just kind of feels rude. Well, you know, to be honest, that's just life, and, and uh, <laughs> we're a youth ministry. We don't have endless amounts of money to put you in some big comfy chair and have your feet massaged while we're doing this, but um, we are, in, in all seriousness, we're, we're glad that you are here, and, and I just kind of have a question right off the bat, because one of the things that is fascinating about you to me um, is your degree um, from, from Auburn uh, has pretty much zero to do with what you do now. Um, so I was kind of curious if you can kind of just sort of briefly walk us through, just kind of give the people a little background on yourself. Uh, you graduated from Auburn in supply chain management, correct? Sure did. So walk me through that journey because you work at a church now. You work here with us at River Chase. Uh, walk me through that journey briefly um, about kind of how you sort of felt that call uh, from God to, to end up uh, working at a church from being working at Target perhaps. Yeah, so actually, it's really funny. Anytime that someone asks me the question of, like, do you ever use your degree for uh, for youth ministry? Do you use supply chain in that? And I kind of like to say this bit that my dad uh, usually says of, well, in supply chain, it's usually moving boxes, but in youth ministry, it's moving kids. Um, so to a degree, I sometimes use a lot of the same problem-solving skills, maybe. There you go. Um, yeah, but the yeah. call to ministry happened senior year of college. I... 
had interned at a church um, in Auburn, Cornerstone. Cornerstone United, United Methodist. Methodist. Uh, right by the airport there. Yeah, yeah, close to the airport, really close to the public Scott actually worked at. Um, I started mm. going there my freshman year of college and sophomore year, or maybe junior year, I think it was junior year, I just really felt a tug to intern, not because I had all felt like I wanted to work in youth ministry. That was kind of opposite of the plan. I changed my major quite a few times. Um, went from nursing to interior design to marketing to supply chain. And so towards the end of it, though, uh, I had a whole lot of just like discomfort leaving college. I had a few job offers that seemed very promising and like something I would want to do, but I had (coughs) just no peace about any of them. And so I was sitting uh, at a youth conference one day with some of my students and I had this moment of like overwhelming peace that I hadn't had in a long time. And this this speaker came up on the stage and she gave us all a domino and she wrote, I want, or she told us she wanted us to write on there one thing we're going to trust God with for the year. And I wrote my career path and I had this moment where I realized that exactly where I was is what I wanted to be doing um, indefinitely. I didn't want to go work in supply chain that I felt like the Lord was calling me into youth ministry. And that? three years later, here we are. Here we are. How about that? I mean, it's amazing what how terrifying it is when you put things in the Lord's hands. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, that's awesome. Well, we are uh, super glad that you are here. And let's um, let's do some segments. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. We're not really a segment pod typically, but you know, let's sort of. We're gonna try and change that. We're gonna try and add segments. Yeah, let's do. Uh, we need some. I need some like music for this. So, in using your uh, your beatbox, let's now move to talking about tech. Tech update. <laughs> <laughs> do something. Tech with Scott and Wes. Thank you. That was good. Yeah. yeah well, so the big tech news now is that iOS 13 has uh, been released. It got released last week. And we downloaded it as a staff. As a yeah, staff. all together we got it. All together we got it. And uh, what is, let's kind of go around, what's everybody's thoughts so far? Well, Brittany, we'll start with you since you're the guest, only guest, Mike. Well, so there's a lot of, like, kind of like how it uh, it looks is really cool to me. The only thing I can't quite figure out that everyone is really hot about is the swipe to text. Mm. Um, yesterday, Scott said, if you're not doing swipe, swipe to text, you're doing it wrong. And I just kind of disagree with that because I can't quite figure it out. Um, my, my least favorite thing about it, and I'm not here to like diss it because I do think it's great. It serves a great purpose. But the Find My Friends app, big fan of that because I'm just kind of creepy. Um, you have to go through this whole process now, and it's just Find My, and that bothers me. This whole process. Like, literally all the Find My's are just in one spot. Yeah, it You does, can find your friend no, and your iPad all in the same this thing, app. This thing also rearranged my apps, and it's kind That's of throwing true. me. Oh, okay. I I have to say, the swipe to text, at first, I'm, I'm, I'm actually still kind of having mixed feelings about it. Because I remember when I had the first one, before the iPhone, one of my first phones, uh, it was one of the first ones with a touch screen, had that swipe to text thing. And I, I loved it. But yeah since I've really forgotten how to use it and it is so unnatural now for yeah. me to try and swipe on a screen like that. Um, I'm still, you know, I'm still having a hard time getting used to it, but at the same time, like I really like it, but if it gets a word wrong or, you know, types wrong, if I feel like it really slows down my flow. Yeah. I, that's just me though. I don't. Yeah. No, I, I think for me, cause I was the same way. Like when I first got a cell phone, uh, I was with Verizon. Verizon didn't have iPhone, so I had to get an Android. And so the fir- Androids had this, first of all, Androids had this literally forever. 
Um, you know, maybe for, for like a yeah. decade, Android has had this concept of swipe. It's an app. It's a third-party app that you can download. And so I kind of use that pretty exclusively for a couple years on Android. So something I'm used to, it feels natural to me. And so I can go a lot quicker using the swipe to text uh, rather than just punching with my fingers. But that's just from my experience. My overall thing with iOS 13 is like, yeah, they've kind of moved some things around and there's dark mode, which I love. I love dark, dark mode. Dark mode lo- looks great. It's But the one thing about it is it's not, it's kind of one of those things like with everything Apple, like when they, they do the keynotes about these big... <laughs> Um, operating system upgrades and oh it's a new ios once you start using it's like all right this is still kind of the same thing um it's still there's nothing which i guess is a good thing there's not a learning curve to it except trying to find the new places where things are which is kind of what we talked about last week with our apple obsession uh episode where we talked about they kind of just make like minor tweaks to right to like kind of update what they have because they've already got really like cutting edge software it's like nothing really dramatic changes yeah it's but not. it makes what they have just that much better yeah yeah 100%. see and for me i'm a person very rare a lot of people don't like change i love change i love when things change so there's parts of me that sometimes big change wanna, girl yeah, big Let's change go. girl want to like switch from using apple just so i can have to relearn a whole new thing but i'm yeah. never gonna do that apple sponsor me but <laughs> i love you apple but you know now. because i like change it, it was kind of disappointing because i wanted a lot to change in yeah this. yeah the one thing that kind of these are some basic things that if they're listening out there uh, tim cook you got two auburn grads here uh, talking and somebody that went to birmingham southern He's nah. a grad. Yeah, he's a grad. He graduated. His but diploma's not A couple here, things but. that I think are interesting mm. that, that they don't have. So, like, if I have um, my iPhone open and I, like, turn it sideways, it doesn't – the iOS doesn't change the landscape like it does with an iPad. That would be kind of cool because, like, if you're driving in your car and you, like, have it sideways for one reason or another, it's, like, impossible. You can't do it. So, if I'm, like, like watching a YouTube video – uh, in landscape, while you're driving, while I'm driving, <laughs> and uh, and you can swipe up when you swipe up, everything's still in kind of this, if they could do that, that'd be kind of cool. Or to be honest with you, it'd be nice if they would just make a couple things that I would still want to see. They'd make a way to kill all your apps at one time. Yes, just like mm. just a little button yeah, says yeah. turn off all my apps, kill them, and you could do that. That'd be great. Um, number two, if they would just kind of make a way to sort of. Uh, just change the way your icons are. I get you can put them in folders, and that's cute. Um, but the one, I love how Android like has an app drawer where you can click this button, and it all pops up. But yeah. then your home screen is is clean. Clean, yeah. That's I so wish true. they'd just give you that option. They can't be that uh, big of a deal. I mean, yeah, it's a great, it's a cool little update. And I, I think you know iOS doing anything that's a huge departure from their core competency would be uh, would probably be like Coca Cola changing their original formula to new mm. coke um yeah. but yeah it's a i think it's a fine update and there's some cool things about it and uh there's already some massive bugs that, that they're gonna have to send out another update i think it's next week to kind of fix some of those things or i think it's this week i think it's in a couple days the 26th is that why whenever i scroll like try to get to the top of my photos my fo- my photo app crashes is it because there's a bug probably but, i don't your annoying. phone is a mess well yeah. it always yeah. has been well, I just, I, that's a new one. I got a new one like six months ago, and I just have a way of breaking them. I leave them in the sun, apparently, is what Tripp says. I just a problem, yeah. do a lot of minor things that just kind of make my phone hate me. Yeah. And See, this is, yeah. I don't think you should have a flagship device 
you don't seem like a flagship device person. You should like get like a Nexus or something. Some mm. kind of cheap Android phone. You don't. You shouldn't have a flagship. I really probably don't need it. Like, yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> yeah, percent. Wow. Yeah, I'm glad we've. I'm glad we agree yeah, on we that. We really. I'm yeah. not that bougie. We got to the problem here. It's not Apple's fault. No, no, no. It's, it's me. Brit- it's Britney's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, wow. I mean, that's kind of the biggest thing that's been going on in tech. I mean, I'm sure there's other stuff, but that's kind of been the thing that's dominated at yeah. least our world. Yeah. Is a uh, new iOS always a big deal. I'm um, getting an update in a couple of days. It's supposed to fix a lot of these things. And, and I'm still upset that, you know, I bought this Apple Watch a month ago, it feels like, and uh, they don't even make it anymore. Yeah, that's insane. Because they just already replaced it with a, with a 5, and they're not going to make the 4 anymore because the 4 is too similar to the 5, I guess. They're just going to have a 3 and a 5, which is dumb. So I feel like I already have an out-of-date product. That actually blew my mind. We, Brittany, we went on that trip with Scott. Yeah, we, no, that the, was a wild day. Scott literally walked in because he'd bought this cheap Apple Watch. I know y'all have heard it on the cast, and it was like, get in the car, we're getting a new one doing right it now. now. And then it was not Just even, not even a month money. later. Yeah, not even a month later, and Apple announces like, they're and, not even making. And the I watch gave anymore. that Apple Store representative uh, a great review. Uh, when they sent me the little survey, gave her a great review because she was great, but could have given me a little bit of a warning that, hey, by the way, if you just wait a month or you come out with a five and they're not going to make the four anymore, and the five's going to be the same price. That would have yeah. just been that would have been kind of cool. That's something to put in the tickler file if you work at Apple. Just just please tell your customers I'm a hundred percent for the idea of having less products and just focusing on a couple things. I think that's important in today's society but lord give me a give me a warning that's so weird because they always give me a warning with my phone i upgrade in the summer and that's like kind of right before the season where the new phone comes out and they've always warned me that like hey uh you sure you don't want to just wait for the next phone i'm like yeah i want i want my new phone now well, maybe i but, should go back Scott, and, but, and give her a two out of five but with your impulse buy situation would you have waited no that's a great point Brittany. i wouldn't have waited Yep. I, don't, I don't know. If, I think if they had said, hey, if you wait a month, there's going to be a new one that comes out. It's going to be the same price as this one. You probably and we're not even making one. this one anymore. I probably would have waited. But if I would have waited, I don't think I would have gotten it either. Scott, would you call yourself an impulse <laughs> shopper? Or yeah, 100%. Emotional? I, I, the car that's sitting in the parking lot was an impulse buy. <laughs> um, everything I do is on impulse. Um it's just sort of how I am. I mean, I've started to operate about on a 24-hour rule. It's a good where rule. Where I'll think I want something, and then I'll wait 24 hours, and if I still want it, I'm going to do it, um, which has helped me not buy some stupid stuff. Mm. But, yeah, because um, I, I, one thing about myself is I can think myself into a box quickly. Oh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I don't know. I wear this thing every single day. Yeah. It has been, it's a great addition to my lineup. It's a good watch. It's a great watch. I mean, I mean it looks nice on you. It looks yeah. nice. And the new um, watch OS has some new watch faces, so that's thrilling. Brittany, are you also a impulse shopper, or <laughs> what would you? how would you classify yourself? Kind of like it comes, like, I don't really go shopping every day, but when I do, it's very impulsively and uh, very binge-like. Like, I just <laughs> like to spend a lot of money at one time and I can't just buy one shirt it's going to be like seven uh, I can't just buy one Ray Dunn mug it's going to be like five less and I, I love I love to spend money wow. yeah wow and this is I feel like this is why I'm here for you guys I try to you know I'm tr- I try to keep you guys from 
right? A little? Well, so really uh, the fact that I'm married now and I owe a lot of explanation to someone else for the money I spend is really what keeps me in check. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. It's not it's But not you. I feel like it's helpful that I'm here. When I say, hey, maybe you shouldn't buy that. Because Scott walked in the day he got one yeah. of the Apple Watch and said, immediately talk me out of this because I'm thinking about going and buying a watch right now. And I I did try to give him a piece, but he was having none of it. That day he was getting himself oh, an Apple Watch. I said go ahead. I don't like – you can't – once I get my mind on something, there's nothing anybody can say that's going to talk me out of it. It's like I've had yeah. I've had to make career choices at some point <laughs> in the past, and like everybody would give me advice, but at the end of the day I'm going to do what I want. Exactly. And you and Brittany are very similar in that regard. Yeah, it's frightening. You guys are very hard hit, which can be a good thing too. Yeah. Which can be a great, great thing in in leadership type yeah, totally. situations. We're so. Batman. We're Batman. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was great. Well, it's a. I'm interested about this. Just kind of moving into, you know, this. I feel like this gives people a better, you know, view of your personality, Brittany. Um, mm-hmm. But from a, you know, just talking about some things that are going on in pop culture. What uh, what are you currently watching on Netflix? <laughs> so I, you know, if you know me, I'm kind of very like all over the place usually and so it's very hard for me to sit down and follow a show so if I'm going to watch something it's going to be more of like a crime show something that doesn't have to like super be followed seasonally like I can Mm. binge watch it just watch a couple episodes um, at a time but not really have to follow this whole situation going on so like friends no or sitcom or so you're not i don't i don't watch sitcoms not sitcoms okay no, there's All a right. storyline there so if it's like a one-off say like criminal minds like yes there's a back storyline going on there but it's a one one episode if you watch that intently you know what's going on you don't right. have to like sure. watch the previous okay. sure and that's kind of what i like um but see i watch too many crime shows and i just scared the crap out of myself and so I decided to stop watching crime shows, anything that has to do with someone breaking into your home, someone out to get you, someone following you. And so we started watching this show um, called The Night Watch, and it basically just follows EMTs around uh, through all of the things that they're going on in their night shift. And so we watched one last night that was actually very interesting. It was the EMTs on the week of Mardi Gras in New Orleans. And so we got to see a lot of injuries that took place, something as simple as like a girl who passed out when she was marching in the band but something as intense as a guy uh for some reason just like completely shoved his hand through this spike um and so it's a lot of crazy stuff it's just it's kind of weird i watch that watch girls incarcerated uh which is about girls in juvie and it makes me cry a lot of the time you really like criminal activity i do yeah i think because i like to be an expert on this subject um because i feel like it would scare me less but i actually feel like it scares me more so i've kind of put myself in this hole if i was a high schooler listening to this right now in my head i would be thinking it'd be really funny to break into britney's house yeah well people have done that our interns uh broke in and they tried to scare me (laughs) that happened wes and yeah that's why yeah. I, I try to like make sure that nobody ever knows where I live. I'll let you know where Scott lives. No, you won't. Yeah, we'll we'll tweet that out. Yeah, it'd be bad for your career. But uh, <laughs> that was. I think it's interesting because you sort of like some of the same shows that I do. Kind of this sort of. Uh, I don't know if it's, is it because like the psychology of it's interesting or what, but like I've been watching Mindhunter on mm. Netflix, uh, which if you don't know what that show is, it's kind of it's sort of this historical. It's based on a book. Number one. 
um, but it's sort of this historical, historically, probably there's some fictional parts of it, but there's some like reality to it as well. About it's kind nuts. Of the, yeah, it's nuts. It's about the nuts. beginnings of kind of the behavioral science unit, speaking of criminal minds, uh, in the FBI. And it's these guys that are studying, uh, you know, these, these kind of people who have, who have killed multiple people and trying to understand psychologically why they do it. And it's kind of interesting. I mean, I'm not going to sit there and recommend that you watch it because it is kind of disturbing. But it's a it's a heavy it's like, a heavy show. Heavy show, and it it's like I, I watched the first episode, and and that first minute oh, is yeah. insane. I and think that's is, the heaviest part of the whole thing is the first minute. But even even with that, if you're looking at like the psychological portion of it, it it is pretty um, hefty. You can't be halfway watching that show like on your phone or anything. No, you, can't. you need to be all you the way. You got to be all the way because it is dense and it is. Uh, but it's really awesome. It's really good. I mean, I like have to dabble between uh, that and the the British baking show to kind of even <laughs> myself out at night. Do you think that it would scare me to watch it? Like, do you think I'd get inside my own head, or should I watch it? Um, I think the one part that would frighten you. Now, if you watch Criminal Minds and you can get through that, I actually think that's worse. Because oh. um, I mean, these people, the people that they're interviewing, um, are already kind of in prison. Yeah. Um, but I think the psychology behind the idea that these type people are out there, I think if you let it get to, that can get to you if you're not careful. Um, but, but I think sometimes I already think most people are like that. Like I see someone on the street and I think like, oh, you're probably capable of some pretty scary things. Right. So maybe if I see that it is just kind of like a small population of people that are this insane... Yeah, well, and maybe it'll help bring some reason to your head. It's like, oh, wow, this is why this happens. It's not just because people are evil and out to get me. It's the small population of people that psychologically, when you're talking about psychological disorders, like, I mean, that can be like a brain and chemistry thing sometimes. It's not just people are just insane just because they're insane. It's it's like, you know, it comes down to a science. Yeah, it's pretty wild. I mean, there's a lot of... Think about like Netflix shows that I'm noticing. I mean, if I think about House of Cards, which is obviously kind of problematic at this point, but uh, how that one started, the first episode of that was kind of like jarring the first couple minutes with some of the things that happened there. It's like that's what they do. And and they're going to have to, I mean, they just like signed a, a deal to have Seinfeld on there. I'm not sure what kind of dent that's going to make because uh, I don't, I don't know a ton of people that, especially that are younger, that still watch Seinfeld like religiously, like they do Friends or yeah, The Office yeah, or yeah, Parks yeah. and Rec. But they're trying something to try to stay with it uh, with, like, Hulu and, and, like, we've talked about with Disney Plus and all this other stuff. They're trying to do something by getting, like, the exclusive rights for, for Seinfeld. I'm not sure if that's actually going to do it, but they're going to have to continue to do content uh, like some of these things we're talking about. I mean, they own the British Baking Show now, which is a step in the right direction for them. They're doing weekly episodes, so that's nice. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Kind of, and, and sorry, I'm going to kind of go back to, to the Mindhunter thing, like, and the psychology, I got, I guess before college, I just never thought about like psychology or like how important, I guess, mental health was. And sure. I started took, taking a lot of psychology in, in college. Um, and before that point, I guess like I, I kind of had that mindset. It was like some people are just crazy and they're just crazy because they're crazy. But I mean, there are, you know, there's real reasons and perspective and uh, sometimes, you know, life altering events and things that like that affect people's mental health and sure. and i don't know that and like i guess along with the event that we just we just had here at the church like it's you know that's all things that have kind of made me think about and take more seriously my mental health well yeah and i mean i think that it's a it's used and obviously um 
I think when you're kind of growing up, you sort of think that everybody thinks uh, and has the same mindset that you do, which is, which is, you know, not everybody's brain is a little bit different how they deal with it, and you know, the mental health thing. And I think that's what the, that show's trying to point to is it like these people are. It's not just that they get angry about something. I mean, there are people that are like that, but for these type people, there was something that was that was just kind of out of balance or life events kind of led to this. And in, in the subject of mental health, I mean, those are that's obviously the most extreme example that you can think of is people that are so off that they would go do these horrific things. But, I mean, it's the whole mental health sort of, I don't know what to call it, an industry, but science is something that's kind of um, you come to the forefront a lot in the past uh, handful of years, Yeah. Uh, even in young people. And like I said, not from a, a standpoint of, of them wanting to do really terrible things, but uh, just kind of some of the some of the kind of the mental health uh, sort of issues and um, problems that that we have, especially uh, in this country, and how uh, with things like anxiety and depression and. And all those which are kind of in that sort of mental health category that I feel like the church, to be honest, is, is kind of late to the ball game on on dealing with. Um, but yeah. it's a it's a serious serious problem. You know, there was I think it was last week where um, that you know one of the pastors at a at a mega church and I can't remember exactly where it was. Uh, you know, took his own life, and he was a guy. He was a guy. I think the thing that sort of is is striking about that example is this was a guy who had an organization um, that was its sole focus was helping people deal with the very thing that he was struggling with. Mm-hmm. And so, if you look at that, he did he did what he was supposed to. I mean, this this guy, you know, obviously, you know, believed in believed in God, believed in Jesus, was involved with church, preaching, all that stuff, and it still, for whatever reason, he still felt like there's no way out. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the the terrifying thing I'm about. I mean, I've I've obviously I've experienced bouts of depression before and anxiety and stress and all that. Um, and I've kind of been in those those weird you know dark dark holes where you feel like there's sort of no way out from it. Um, and I remember I even wrote some journal entries when I was going through a really difficult time when I lived in in Texas and uh, and wrote some journal things. And I remember like six months later when I'd kind of was feeling better i went back and i read it and it was so shocking to read some of the things i was writing things i was thinking about because it was like i literally could not imagine uh that person that was writing that i felt like a totally different human being yeah and i think that's kind of the scary thing about the stuff we deal with and and we as youth directors this is kind of like the front that we're having to kind of um figure out how to deal with it now yeah it's just a totally different job that we have now um, than we used to. It's you know the whole glitz and glamour and just putting on huge fun events at the church and the kids are going to show up and not really dealing with a lot of things that are going on in between their ears. Um, we can't you can't do that anymore because yeah. this is a problem that we have to uh, respond to. If you look at all the statistics, especially with this generation of young people being. Uh, you know, having so much anxiety, so many pressures, so much stress, so much depression. If we don't try to kind of, you know, deal with that as best as we possibly can and try to be part of that solution, we are really missing the boat um, as kind of spiritual leaders. Yeah. And, and Brittany, I'm kind of curious to hear maybe your thoughts on this idea of mental health. And because something I've noticed about you is you work really hard while you're here and and I'm assuming you worked hard in college and things like that. But when you take a break, you tend to be really good about 
unplugging yourself and removing yourself from, you know, from the work environment or, you know, you let your rest time be restful. And I'm kind of curious just on your thoughts on like, I guess, mental health and, and rest and, you know, this idea of just breathing, like, you know, how do you survive in this world as a, you know, middle school, high school, college student, yeah. um, or even in a work environment? Well, I think my first, I guess, interaction or coming face to face with the idea of mental health and having to actually deal with it was my junior year of college one of my friends took his own life and so I went and spoke with a trusted friend who was also a counselor because I just couldn't come to terms with that it didn't make sense to me it was someone who a lot like the guy Scott was just talking about um who talked about his mental health a lot he was someone who all the time was seeking help for the depression that he had um what he was going through he was so vocal with it because I think in my head I'd kind of put um suicide in a box as something that it's only people who like won't get their feelings out that could only happen to them and so in my head I just couldn't make sense of it and how um the person I met with explained it as she said depression is kind of like any sort of disease she compared it to um being diabetic if you don't get the help and the treatment then you that you need then eventually um like your body can't function anymore and it's something something like that and she explained it to me and and what she told me I guess this was after right before um I started or right after I started working at the church and her husband worked at the church as well and she told me um if you ever go into ministry it's something kind of going off what Wes said something that you're gonna have to really focus on is your own mental health and it kind of scared me I guess and when I started working in ministry um I definitely got here and I saw how easy it was to get so consumed with everything going on in this moment and not take time for the people in my life um and it wasn't until a friend kind of pulled me aside after I'd been here for about a year and a half and said if you don't start taking time for yourself if you don't start making time um, to get healthy like you're going to burn out and I think that for me it's because I want to be here long term I don't want to be someone who works in ministry very short term gets burnout and has to leave because I don't take time for myself and so for me it just means either like taking social media out of the picture or just not responding to a phone call or a text message unless it's extremely urgent um, from a student or parent until the next day I think those are the ways that I kind of unplug and get out of here but I definitely am guilty of taking work home with me um and yeah yeah I think there's a there's a massive stigma that comes with some of the things that you're talking about um you know mental health or or people that are dealing with depression or suicidal thoughts there's a stigma to it Mm -hmm. And, and even um you know when people do kind of you know, there's a there's a stigma that says, oh yeah, well that's you know, just weak, and you just got to toughen up, and you just got to grin and bear it, yeah. and you got to get through it, and um, and all that, and you'll be stronger on the other side. You know, that's kind of one of those things that we say in the church a lot. Oh, go through go through this thing, and you'll be stronger for it once you get through it. And and while I think that's maybe true in in some degrees, I feel like that's kind of one of the main things that we're sort of messing up with. Um, as the church, this whole idea, if you just believe in Jesus more, just come to church more, uh, sing the songs harder, pray more, get closer, and then Jesus will magically heal all your afflictions just isn't, that's just not true. I believe that, yeah. I 100% believe faith and community is a million percent a part of, of this sort of solution. But, you know, I when, when I've kind of gone through 
uh, about suppression. It wasn't just going to church more. I worked at a church. It, you know, it wasn't it wasn't all that. It was it was a combination of things. A combination of surrounding myself with the right people, uh, seeking help through counseling, and and having real conversations with a, a medical professional mm. about it. Um, because you got to do all of those things, and I think that's sort of um, you know this this event that we did on Sunday for those of you that that weren't there, uh, which kind of had this really contemplative, chill night of worship, and the whole idea was for for our students who like we talked about earlier are more stressed and depressed than they've ever been before, uh, to just come and just relax and just kind of take in worship to, and hear some real stories from people about the things that God has done. Um, in their life, in, in the kind of the the out the outcry, or not, I don't know if outcry is the right word, but the feedback we've gotten has been so positive. And what it tells me is that we're striking on something that is that is so important for for students and their families. That's been kind of a blind spot for the church for so long. Yeah. Um, and that we we have to deal with that. There's way too many of our students that are dealing with this um, to not do anything. Um, yeah. But and the and the fact of the matter is is if you know it, it's it's almost like your life's in a container type thing and you can only only so much can fill up that container I mean you can only have so much stress so many activities so many things going on in your life before you need a release valve or or some of it has to be poured out or released yeah. out you you cannot do everything you're not a superhero and nobody wants to see you if you're one of these people that that thinks i need to do more need to do more need to do more i mean no one wants to see you you know essentially destroying yourself or or you know see your mental health just go to shreds because you're just trying to do too much it's important to i think enjoy life and and enjoy like even in the time you you spend in scripture and in prayer that you're enjoying it and it, it's a time that can be engaging because you're allowing the time for it not because you're forcing yourself to make yep. make that time. Well, I think for me, the most important thing I found in being mentally healthy, because I've gone through, obviously, just parts of the past few years, I've gone through depression and a lot of anxiety. And what I found to be the most helpful with coping with all of it is waking up earlier before anyone else is awake and leaving my phone in my room and just sitting either outside if it's not, you know, baking hot or inside. And I just have to sit there and be and not really have to think about anything not feel like I have to be catching up on what's going on in my friends lives or students lives but I'm just sitting there and I'm existing and that has kind of allowed me to kind of center myself and it's a very important part of my day every single day yeah yeah, yeah you got to take time for yourself if you don't um, then you kind of you know spiral into its own I, I think it's one of like the misnomers you know you know Jesus says oh you know you should count others needs is more important than your own and basically love other people and all that but i think intrinsic in that truth uh is the fact that you have to love and take care of yourself first yep. because if you don't love and take care of yourself first and you can't properly love and take care of someone else so um yeah you know, that's why i tell all of our guys uh our high school guys like you got to take care of number one first because if you're not taking care of number one then you can't take care of anyone. You can't else. take care of anyone else. It just else. spills out everywhere. It does. It does. You had to do that, and and so that's if 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 there's people out there that are listening and you're kind of struggling with, uh, you know, maybe you got too much going on in your life. You're dealing with anxiety. You're dealing with depression. Talk to someone. Um, you know, get get kind of the help that you need. 
um, you know, obviously lean on Jesus in, in, in all things. And in, in some of the, you know, I could not have gotten through some of the deep, dark times of my life without Jesus. There's, there's zero doubt. But, but also, you know, go talk to, go talk to a pastor, go talk to a counselor and, and try to deal with those things. You gotta, you gotta deal with your mental health. Uh, you have to deal with those things. You got to get any kind of help that you need um, to try to keep, uh, you know, to stay as balanced as possible in life because this is a massive problem. And the numbers keep getting worse every year. So whatever we're currently trying to do just isn't enough. Yeah. And, and we got to start rethinking how we do church um, and how we do everything in order to try to combat this massive problem because, you know, people are struggling with this every single day. They're walking through our doors. And too often, um, you know, we're, we're, not, we're not talking to them. We're not giving them the resources they need. We're not loving them properly. Uh, yeah. They walk in, and, and, and like I said, this and this is a very intense statement, but this is the podcast, and we say what we want. We've got to <laughs> stop preaching sermons about our golden retrievers and our boats and fishing. We're going to have to start talking about the things that really matter in life and start teaching Bible studies and stuff on the things that really, really matter in life to start kind of dealing uh, with a lot of these problems. Yeah. Wow. Amen. Thank God. We got deep, guys. Yeah, we got. So we got. I mean, we went right from uh, we we're talking about um, Brittany's inability to handle swipe to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> to mental health. We got real. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. So, I like the guest mic now. Oh, you there fan? You go. You're a fan of back. the guest mic. Yeah. I didn't Here have to like are. look at it y'all. Grows you know? on you. It yeah. grows on you. You just needed some time to get acquainted. Yeah, we're friends now. This is awesome. So, I guess we're about to close here, but um, we got to do, we, hot, we takes, gotta do hot takes. We have to do hot takes. Uh, Scott, do you have anything this week? I want Brittany to go first. I just feel like my whole life is a hot take. I don't I, know what that means. I, I don't know thing. what that means. That's no, not, that's, that's not, not true. I, I just feel like, you know, I don't like Friends at all. There's a hot, the show? hot take. Yeah, I don't like the show Friends. Okay. Really? No. Okay. Um, I don't really like Chick-fil-A that much. Really? Yeah. What, what do you, know, what like do you about mean? Chick-fil-A? Yeah, what do you mean? I just like I don't know like I do you not like it that much or do you think the hype makes it overrated I think it's that I mean like literally if we're you know on a road trip or something and everyone always freaks out if there's a Chick-fil-a at the exit so that's what we can eat and I'm like I'd rather just not you know I'd rather have maybe a quarter pounder from McDonald's because it's fresh never frozen (laughs) I don't really like Chick-fil-a yeah well I I'll say this about Chick-fil-A. Now, I, I agree with you to an extent that I don't think that it's like head and shoulders like, oh, my gosh, the food is infinite. Like I've said before, I think when a Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich is created properly, it is the best spicy chicken sandwich. When, like, the meat is good, the lettuce is good, and everything's perfect, and it's and the people in there care. The one And it's I think it's way better than Chick-fil-A spicy chicken sandwich. What I will say as a from a consistency of service and, yeah. and all that there's no yeah. chick-fil-a chick-fil-a is the goat and it's not even close yeah. Yeah. well that's true i think i'm just talking about the food quality 100 percent. yeah and i agree with that i think it is people who eat chick-fil-a for like every meal like oh this okay is so, that's ridiculous I see. Yeah. I, and i love chick-fil-a i can get down with chick-fil-a almost any time but i if you're eating it for every meal i'd yeah i'd question you i, I also got a lot of points to chick-fil-a yeah Brittany's a uh, Brittany's a red member, a big time red member, and so I think maybe I'm just I'm over Chick Fil A. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, so you're not going to use those points? You gonna? No, I'm going to send them. I'll send them to trip. Oh, okay. There you go. All right. Well, um, I actually have a so I kind of have a hot take, I guess. Uh, 
Joe, again, Joe is back. Uh, he's Joe, the guy sending Joe, the hot take dude, machine. <laughs> no one else is uh, – well, I mean, we've had a few other people sending in hot takes, but Joe's really on it. And he said, hey, Scott and Wes, sorry I haven't sent anything in in a while. I'm still <laughs> loving the show. I even stopped midway through a Tim Keller sermon to listen to the latest episode. Quality <laughs> content your, your show is. We don't recommend that. Keep up the good work. He said, my hot take is that Subway, in quotes for the most part – is a reliable yet underrated restaurant chain that provides delicious sandwiches. Uh, R.I.P. Subway at BSC. <laughs> and then he also mentioned, uh, also, Scott, I, I uh, Venmo you $2 so y'all can say an advertisement for me. Uh, so, okay. Joe, this is your ad. If you want someone to hire, Joe DeLosier is your man. He's a BSC grad with a business major. Wow. I feel like that's two dollars worth, right? Yeah, hundred percent. That's two dollars. So yeah, just call Joe. He, he's just an call Joe. I agree with his hot take though. About Subway? The Subway. Yeah, I'm a big. You know, if we're going on a road trip, I don't go on a lot of road trips. I don't like to ride in a car. But if I'm riding anywhere, you just in the use car, two different examples about like going I on like Subway. Subway. Yeah, yeah, that's why I just said that. Is I sound <laughs> like I road trip. I don't. You make do it sound <laughs> like all you eat is Subway and Chick Fil A. No, but I love Subway. It's pretty good. It is. It's not bad. Cold I mean, I, I think one thing about Subway is I don't know if anybody would argue this is the best sub sandwich I've ever had. Oh, yeah. no. But it's pretty, like, consistent. It's consistent. It's quick. And yeah. I, you it's, can get a hot sub. Like, yeah, Jimmy John's may be fast, but you can't get a hot sub, and that sucks. And Jimmy true. John's, I feel like a lot of the times as you're trying to eat it, like, everything falls out of it, and that just, like, infuriates me. Mm. Yeah, I think they're just super arrogant about how fast it is, too. That yeah, they don't put a lot of Slow down, Jimmy John's. What? Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares. Cool, you can put cold meat in a, in a hoagie fast. in 15 seconds. It's amazing. <laughs> My eye take, and this is difficult for me. This is difficult for me to say, is, is I've kind of come off of the keynote from a couple weeks ago. iPhone 11. Don't care about it. Really? Don't care. I, I, I'll tell you what frustrates the mess out of me is that all these Samsung and all these other companies that got rid of the notch, Apple kept the notch. Basically, all they did, ladies and gentlemen, is if you have, if you have a, uh, a 10s, they added one more camera, and that's about it. And, and your battery life is infinitely better, there's no doubt. But it's just not, like it doesn't, what about it? I, I don't know. Like I, It's just so disappointing. And I wish if they would have come out and allegedly the one they're coming out with next year, they're going to take the notch away and it's going to be just one giant screen. They're going to have three different sizes or maybe four different sizes. One of them will be small, kind of like an SE thing. So I'm looking forward to that. Sure. But just kind of like they, when it, your whole keynote, the more I've thought about when 85% of it's talking about how great the cameras are, you've done nothing. Wow. That's my, that's my take. And, um, hot take. I will say though, I mean, to kind of counter your point, and because that is a hot take from you, they, I felt like they did lower the price point. They're giving you more color 100%. options. I mean, but I mean, I, I think to an extent, you definitely are right. So, well, I, I, that's an interesting point because they lowered the price on the 11, which is pretty much like a, a 10R next generation XR, of that. Yeah, yeah. What does that say about kind of the cell phone market right now? That, that Apple is really kind of doubling down on this sort of uh, kind of mid tier pricing phone. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, where the, the 10R was 750 this one's 699 for the 11 What does that say? And they talked about, you know, last year they sent they sold way more uh, 10Rs or XRs uh, than they did anything else. What does that say about, like, kind of this product? You know, and that kind of makes me think. Apple has – all these cell phone companies, they, this, 
the inflation of the cell phone prices is crazy. I wonder how much over five years, I mean, you've got people spending almost a thousand dollars on a phone every year, every year. And you know, comparing comparative to a car that people buy, like, I mean, that is, so that is significant. basically, you know, I bought the 10 when it was new and I did the payment plan to Verizon. And so I'm still paying off this thousand dollar phone. So if I, get rid of that phone and get the new 11 R whatever it is, is 11 it is? 11 yeah. then my That's payment will be cheaper <laughs> than for my 10 that I currently have because of how insanely priced it is yeah yeah, yeah. and I mean and if you want to take that phone over to T-Mobile and uh, <laughs> trade it in you can add a line you can be part of my family I was gonna say can I add to yours because my yeah, dad's can. not giving me a good rate yeah, yeah 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 we might be switching you to... and Trip can come to my family That's well not Trip even gets a joke. his phone through work, you can come to so. my family come join my family what Katie if you will join fire my me though do you think that you would still let me on your phone no plan? I'd definitely <laughs> remove you if I fired you can I oh, keep wow. my phone number yes oh what, what? Yeah, you can wow. keep your phone number. We can do this like this afternoon. Save you money, uh, get you free subscription to Netflix, uh, free T-Mobile Tuesdays. You can get 15 cents off uh, at the pump at any Shell station every single Tuesday. Get your free taco. And this week, uh, ladies and gentlemen, they have the new uh, vegetarian Whopper from Burger King that you can get a free one of those. <laughs> uh, the Impossible Whopper, I think wow. is what they call yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Isn't that the vegan burger? Yeah, yes, yeah. T-Mobile People just can't believe it's stop. not beef. Can't just doesn't it. stop. T-Mobile, turn magenta is the way to go. Awesome. All right, I think I'm going to come. Let's go to T-Mobile after this. Yeah, yeah we'll, we're going to get it. We're going to settle the T-Mobile stuff after this. Uh, but Brittany, thank you for being on the pod. I this mean, week. I love this. You know, I had a lot of uh, anxiety towards this. It actually was really yeah, fun. You had a lot of doubts. A lot of you doubts. You did have a lot but of doubts. I think after after going on um, the radio, my uh, wooden vining on on Talk 99.5. Confidence um, went up. It, I like give this us, mic. Give it yeah. to us. What, what, what you, channel was that on? What station? Talk 99. <laughs> It was on Talk 99.5. Birmingham's Real Talk. <laughs> Check that out. That Check those um, uh, wooden vining every day um, from 10 to 12, I think, right? Yeah, 10 to 12. I believe so. I believe um, so. 99.5 here in Birmingham. Give them a listen. Uh, they're incredible supporters of our youth program. Yeah, yeah. Scott, I think we have a future and a possible radio show deal maybe eventually. 100%. We'll I see. think they need to hire us. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, he's talking we'll about just... bringing in advertising yeah. dollars. That's us. We're already, we already have advertisers for this thing, and now we're making it all up. Joe Delosier's our first one that's paying us <laughs> uh, to do a personal ad for him. Hire him, please. <laughs> no kidding. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. This has been Andy office with Scott and Wes. We will see you guys later. Love you.